Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 121 recorded live on Wednesday, September 30th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who owns an Xbox 360, Dave Pillay. Yo. The man who also owns an Xbox 360, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who I would assume owns an Xbox 360, John LaMaga. Hey, how's it going? That's the best you could come up with? That is the... What? what is the, I thought it was interesting. Owns a 360, owns a 360, and most likely owns a 360? Well, wouldn't it... Wouldn't it I would assume he owns one. I don't know this fact. <laughs> it so would I be can, funny if I didn't own one and run an Xbox site. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you don't need to play the games to report on them. If you want to give a personal opinion, it's pretty important, but... This is what I assume the game would be like. Yeah. Everything would be just assumptions. From what my friends have told me... That's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. So we do have as our guest this week, John LaMaga from XBA Podcast. Yes, xbapodcast.com, short for Xbox Ambassador Podcast. Basically, we're... uh Right now we're a site. We're kind of going through a little transition period. So there's still a lot of information on the site. Lots of stories getting posted every day on the site. Not so many podcasts being posted to the site right now. Like I said, we are going through a transformation a bit. So we're going to try to make the experience a little bit more uh, gamer friendly for other gamers besides just Xbox gamers and stuff like that. So uh, we have lots of work in front of us in the next month or so. But we're all members of the Xbox Ambassador Program. If your listeners don't know what that is, it's basically a program of community members and Xbox gamers that Microsoft picked probably two, three years ago at this point to become part of this program. I think there's 1,500 or so people around the world that are part of the program. And basically, we're just gamers like everyone else out there that love the industry and love gaming and are willing to help new gamers and new Xbox gamers. And that was the uh, basically the basis of the program when it first started was Xbox Live is just about to take off. It's going to you know be this big thing. And you know there's going to be all these users, but not enough people to actually handle helping everyone and getting everyone like accustomed to it. So they brought in us Xbox ambassadors and basically if you have questions you can, you know, message us and we'll talk to you. And you know, if you've never played Xbox Live before and you know want people to play with that aren't gonna be like, You suck, go die the entire game, you know, we're there to get you bring you into the new experience. So, uh, so yeah, so we basically started a website to further help the gamers and entertain people and bring information. Do you realize, Dave, this is our second Xbox ambassador we've had on in a row? Because was uh, it Zach one? No, Zach's not an ambassador. Zach was an, an Xbox MVP. Oh. I'm, yeah, that's different. That's Microsoft saying, hey, we like what you're doing as far as press. The ambassador program is more like help the newbies kind of get acclimated to the 360. Us ambassadors are cooler. <laughs> Do you know if uh, most of or if any of the ambassadors are MVPs? You know what? I believe it all kind of technically falls into the same thing, kind of bucket <laughs> umbrella. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not the same thing as the MVP program because that you actually have to, there's like actual requirements and things that you got to go through basically to, you know, to be part, become an MVP. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little bit more, I guess, intense, whereas the ambassador program is, you know, volunteer based and just, you know, uh, not as intense, I guess you could say. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, we all, let's put it this way, we communicate with MVPs and stuff like that. So we all have a tied communication connection, I guess you can say. In essence, we are basically there for the overall same purpose and that's, you know, expanding and enhancing the uh, Xbox experience. Well, cool. 
All right, John, I'm just curious. What was the last game you've played on your Xbox 360? Actually, I played an old game. Uh, I got Hawk from my Gamefly account, which is the Tom Clancy Flight Simulator. As far as new games go, uh, hold on, I got to look at my stack of games here. Uh, I guess NHL 2K10, but then prior to that, I also had uh, been playing Wet, which is pretty awesome. So I have a stack of games I can basically ramble off on my desk right now. So new games, oh, what are those? <laughs> yeah, there, there's quite you know there is we're kind of in the season of new games right now. So it's like there is a lot of things coming that have just come out over the past few weeks, and then there's a lot of stuff coming within the next month or two, and it's stuff from all across the board. Like I said, like NHL 2K10, Wet. I'm looking at what else? Section Eight, Darkest of Days, which was really bad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, further back is like Madden and NCAA, which are also really good. So. Oh, NCAA. I got to say, if you, I, I mean, I'm assuming from that that you're an NCAA fan. I've um, got 07 and 08 <laughs> sitting right next to me. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend come, to buy them about a year to two years behind because then you get them for like 10 bucks. Yeah, that is a good idea. That's actually, that's why I have a Gamefly account because I'm like, why am I going to be spending all this money on games right now when, you know, the economy is crap and for 20 some odd dollars a month, I can just rent them and keep them for as long as I want. So Yeah, because once I'm done with NCAA 07, it, I'm just sitting there staring at the box going, okay, that's it's got no purpose anymore. Yeah, the N- and NCAA has been like a total revamp. I, I, I've been saying this all along this year with all the EA games that we've been getting as far as the sports titles go. It's just been like a revamp of the, of the company, I guess you could say, is going on, especially now that Peter Moore, this is basically his first cycle of games that he's been in charge for the entire game development and you can see that because these games are just they're phenomenal NCAA was great Madden was great there are certainly improvements over the previous iterations but that said I mean these are pretty much the cash cows of EA because they there are improvements but it's still the same game yeah when you boil it down but the thing is it's like they look they look better like if you look at like 09 Madden to 010 to 010 that makes no sense to 10 (laughs) Madden 10 there there's been like big improvements it hasn't been like years past where it's like oh yeah there's a new jersey it's been like there's new mo- the motion capturing is new the way the physics actually work in the game is new it's no longer like like you could do a superman jump across the field to tackle a guy it's like if you're if you're running like hardcore running towards someone and they cut you're not going to be able to to just cut and tackle them anymore because your momentum is carrying you forward so it's like it's improved like leaps and bounds over years past and it's like i said it's if you haven't bought a Madden game in a while or any nc uh, or the ncaa football it's a good year to upgrade it's definitely will uh will last you at least two or three years until you're going to have to want to go out and buy another one. A Madden or an NCAA football game that lasts more than a year? <laughs> shocking. Well, I used to be a person that was like, all right, I'll buy football games every other year type type person because, you know, no one understands the purpose of downloadable content. Instead, we'll just put out another $6 game. Right. So it's like I was always like every year, every, yeah, every other year, every two years or so. But it's like this year, it was just, I was blown away for once and I had it. I had Madden 09 last year. So it's like, I'm like, this was well worth it. Now, what is it like going... I'm, I'm just curious, because I haven't touched Madden ever, but I've been a fan of the NCAA. Is it that much difference between the two of them, or are they... Oh, yeah. There's, like... The big thing with Madden this year is they took a... Let's slow it down and make it, like, realistic and just really tight controls and, and just increase the overall realism experience. NCAA, it's freaking quick. Again, it, yeah, realistic because NCAA games are a hell of a lot quicker than what uh, NFL games are. But NCAA, it's really quick and really 
they captured like that the energy of uh, college football, which is just phenomenal. I mean, if you have it on your surround sound system, you'll be like blown away because you'll be like, "Holy crap, it's freaking loud in here!" <laughs> so they really captured the energy. If if you start blowing, you know, throwing a lot of interceptions and really sucking, your guy will get nervous and you won't be able to pull up the actual routes on the screen to see them. It'll be shaking and like it actually. There's a lot of like external stuff that will affect the way that the game plays. On top of that, they also made it uh, so you can adjust how uh, aggressive the teams are playing in NCAA, which is really awesome. And, you know, you could start off really aggressive. You're going to get a lot of penalties, but you're also going to make those spectacular catches and, and make really good plays. Then once you're in the lead, you can play really conservative and yeah, you might give up a couple yards here and there, but you're not going to have to worry about penalties and issues like that. So it's definitely a, it's a big improvement. And graphically also, it's it's coming a long way so andy are, are we going to have to pick up a copy um i don't know i still need to finish 08 the stupid achievements in 08 are oh <laughs> i know the feeling i'm stuck Andy's, on the uh, last uh, two completest yeah i'm so, not i just go and all yeah right, i got a whole bunch of them so. yeah, you get like a half you get about half of them and say all right i'm done well i was, I was talking to um to one of my guys the other night and we were saying we're talking about like achievements and um crap what game were we talking about we were talking about i forgot what game we were talking about we were talking about one of the games it's like why do they have these like stupid hard achievements in it and he's telling me how he's reading this thing about how achievements it shouldn't be the achievement dictating the game it should be the player that is that's dictating you know how they play the game and that's absolutely correct there's so many achievements out there in some of these games that's like they want you to like you know you have to run around with an aluminum foil hat and this weapon and do this it's like but i don't want to play like that it's right. like you're making it no fun for me i hate those achievements <laughs> look at the the flags in assassin's creed right? yeah, but yeah but that's see that one i find is a good one because that's like all right going you're going to be exploring so here you go and it, you know like oh wow this is they'll put them in places where it's like wow this is a really neat view and like i could like really absorb some of the game it's more like the ones where it's like you need to do certain things at a certain level on this certain board in a certain time frame type thing where it's like i wouldn't be playing the game like that you know i've, things I've got like, one example dead rising half of those achievements things like okay you have to escort eight survivors at one time oh that one sucked yeah yep. escort eight female survivors <laughs> at one time oh you have to get a picture at this time you oh this one it's like okay you have to use a machine gun but you're not allowed to miss with it it's just yeah, yeah. that one was easy actually you go into the butcher shop and just fire it into the cow what yeah it counts oh really son of yeah a... if you take the the submachine gun and you take it down to the butcher shop you can just unload the entire thing into the cow wow i'm gonna have to uh <laughs> dust off my copy of dead rising <laughs> well it's always fun to dust off a copy of dead rising dead every rising. once in yeah, a while as long as you don't actually game. play the, the game as long as you just destroy zombies and don't actually Andy, care about the story no ah you never beat the game jesus i've even beaten the game i i, I get distracted easily i'm surrounded <laughs> by zombies they're very distracting and then i just find out new and ingenious ways of messing with them yeah well in that game knowing where some of the, the key weapons are can totally change the game like knowing about the katana right at the beginning what there's a katana in the first zone you're in <laughs> Dude, what? i think you're blowing his mind yeah and the submachine gun that is ridiculous and they both respawn and you can just give them the people you're escorting because yeah. they the weapons well, don't that's, break that's dangerous giving them a katana is dangerous because it does serious damage 
Well, yeah, so but if, it also doesn't break. Yeah, it does. No, if you give it to them, they, they don't oh, break. then it doesn't break? Yeah. yeah. You can also give them a gun with only one bullet. And they'll just keep using it? Yeah. They, oh, that's the, a trick. The, the oh, people that you're uh, escorting, they, their weapons never break, and they never run out of ammo. Yeah, I know where two submachine guns are. Oh, that will just make it easy mode now. Yeah, that's oh. how you beat the game. You have to cheat. <laughs> you have to know where these things are. There's a submachine gun in the fountain in El Franken Plaza. Not El Franken. Al whatever. Al Fresca. Al Fresca. Yeah. Al Franken Plaza. Oi. If only. And then there's a, a submachine gun in Paradise Plaza on the overhang above the door to the security room. Jeez. Oh, Pete. And then there's a katana on the awning over the water next to the second floor in the Paradise Plaza. There's also an infinite amount of orange juice right there. That is ridiculous. Yep. All right, Dave, I'm curious about this. What do you think, and John, too, um, what do you think about achievements for multiplayer? (sighs) I don't like it when they've got, like, the ranked match achievements. I mean, isn't your ranking supposed to be your achievement in that? See, I I don't mind them, and it kind of goes back to my whole conversation of, like, that it shouldn't be dictating how you play the game. As long as the achievement's like, you know, get X amount of headshots in multiplayer, that's going to eventually happen as long as you keep playing the game and yeah, that, see, now that's what achievement should be. I did something Well, but to enough. me, that is dictating because, I, you know, if I don't want to play it multiplayer on Ranked on Live. Yeah, but you see, I've played, like, um, Call of Duty, the last Call of Duty Modern Warfare was was like that. All the achievements were offline. It's like, all right, this is retarded. And it kind of, for me, it kind of is like, all right, I still get a rank and stuff online, but I would like some achievements because I'm putting in ass ton of hours playing this game. I would like my gamer score to go up. <laughs> but so, what happened if it's a crappy game. Like, I've got uh, Stuntman Ignition and Stranglehold here, and I've, poor bastard. I've gotten all the uh, single-player achievements, but I'm stuck with half the half the achievement points in uh, Stuntman Ignition are based off of the multiplayer game. Well, then that sucks, because, yeah, crappy games is... That's why it's a crappy game. <laughs> There's multiplayer in Stuntman Ignition? Yeah, it's basically like a racing game sort of thing. Uh-huh. Dave, you could borrow Brian's copy, and maybe we could actually knock these all out. Yeah, I'm, I might actually have Brian's copy. <laughs> do you have my copy of GTA 4? Yes, I do. I've been playing it, actually. Okay, so I can't work with you on those achievements. <laughs> Since you have my disc. Well, that's because my disc isn't working. <laughs> who's got my Assassin's Creed disc? Does Brian have that? Maybe. All right, you should trade my... No, wait, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Anyways... Think we should hit topics? I think so. Yeah, no, and I even tried to segue into the EA topic, and you guys just totally went off. I I missed the EA one. I did catch the sixty dollar one. Uh, do we, there's a sixty dollar topic. Yeah, yeah well, you wanted to go with the EA topic. Let's go with the EA topic. And I feel so bad that I linked the Wall Street Journal article because it's after a week it goes to subscriber only. But the basic gist was that there was speculation that Microsoft was actually going to buy EA. I have no idea who. Originally thought of this because I think everybody in the industry would go no. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a lot of things though. In the, this industry is really weird because it's so it's it's almost worse than Hollywood with rumors and gossip goes. And I think that's just where it started. And the other thing is, there's so many people as far as these quote unquote analysts that have no clue about the industry, and they're just quote unquote analysts. So that's also doesn't help these rumors. Obviously, it's not going to happen. And I don't think it would ever happen for the one big reason is Microsoft would lose so much money on the acquisition because I think I was reading somewhere it's well over 50% of the EA income is from producing Wii and PS3 games. 
Oh yeah. So well, but they could still produce Wii and PS3 games. But that would be retarded on their part to do to produce games for the competition, and I wouldn't see them ever doing that to begin with. Right. You know, if, if you're buying it, you're Microsoft. If you're Sony, if you're Nintendo, buying a game developer, the reason you're buying it is for first part is to create first party exclusive titles. So you know, something that that amuses me is Microsoft. If this rumor had even been true, and I, I pulled up. Uh, EA's stock to take a look at it. I really don't think it was true for other reasons, but it would be a way for Microsoft to get Peter Moore back. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Like that's the only other thing I could think of. That's all that that's it. It's like they, they want Peter Moore back really badly. <laughs> that's it. They're gonna spend billions of dollars buying a company just for one guy. Well, they, you know, like, they'd hey, also get the NFL license. So ooh, so Madden would be an Xbox three sixty exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. But that could you know be what? I don't think that would last either because I think at the time that that expires the NFL will be like, yo, we're losing so much money on this. Screw you guys. We're out of here. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, there's so much with that where it just wouldn't work. And well, if I'm, they did it, it would be someone being like, hey, we have all this money. Let's just go buy something and not do our research. And a couple of years from now, they'd be totally screwed. So if you look at the stocks of Microsoft and EA, EA was getting hammered in late August. I actually wouldn't be surprised if someone within the company started this rumor just so that they could get a boost to their stocks from the day traders. And that you know what the it's you know it's always possible but you never you know you never know. You're, yeah, I'm, you'll never find out. I mean, I know from doing my recent investment research that um, as far as gaming stuff goes, I believe Activ- Activision Blizzard is actually the only of the publicly traded gaming companies the only one that is forecasted to actually uh, <laughs> have a return on investment currently. So. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, I don't, I've got a fake stock program on my phone, and I invested a fair amount in various tech companies. That I've made a good return over time. It's been almost, probably almost a year. Yeah, I, back, well, I started with a hundred thousand. I'm up to one hundred and twenty-eight thousand. So you made twenty-eight cents a share. <laughs> well, you have to understand. I also sunk three thousand five hundred shares into General Motors, uh, and that was just before they said, "Oh, hey, guess what? We're bankrupt." So you didn't do too good of research on that one, then. Yeah, no, I did because I was banking on them coming back. How's that I also going? Sunk 3, 000, well, I sunk three thousand shares into Ford. I've made fourteen thousand bucks. So, Dave, now what you- can you do with that fourteen thousand dollars? Well, given the income I'm getting, anyways, a lot more than I could without it. Do you get any achievement? points for that <laughs> dave side note did you hear the news that uh penske is actually not going to be buying uh saturn i did not yeah they just announced that that they're backing out of buying saturn oops oh i wonder what that's going to do to the gm stock uh andy gm doesn't have stock at the moment oh remember at least i don't know, I don't know if their stock is for trade right now because they were delisted because they went bankrupt they filed for chapter 11 I thought they got out of Chapter 11. Yes, but the government still owns them. <laughs> the government hasn't sold back the shares. You, I don't think you can buy GM stock right now. Yeah, it's changed to something funky. Motors liquidation. PK. It's a pink QQ. Yeah. It's Obama Motors. Motors liquidation company is what it is. Uh, and it's at 70 cents a share. Woo! Yeah. So anyways. Next topic. Sure. Okay, the Sony... But just to, to quick recap, though, there's no way this deal's going no, to happen. No, Right? Okay. No, this this deal... At least in our view. <laughs> <laughs> Since Great we actually know what's going on in the video game industry, we would have... Yeah, this isn't going to happen. Well, don't forget, we have microphones in front of us, so we are experts and we know everything. Right. Everything we say is true. Microsoft is going to buy Sony now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that'd be funny. Um, no, but speaking it of, that would be terrible. Speaking of Sony, um, back in EA, they had their whole motion controller thing with the glowing balls and such. Yeah, the the thing that looked like they saw the Natal presentation and then said to their engineers, "What do we have in motion?" Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> Sony magical. You have twelve hours to prepare a presentation. You're on stage tomorrow. The magical glowing balls sort of thing. It's going to be coming out next spring. That was fast. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? It's going to suck. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think that their tech demo really was something that they were like, shit, we need to throw something together. But now that they've been working on it seriously for a little while, it might not be bad. And the hardware isn't that difficult. It's the software that we need to wait for. But still, I see, I guess... If- from, uh, we, I went to E3 this year, went to the Microsoft press conference, and as soon as that was over, we just kind of sat there and went, holy crap, what did we just see? And this is just going to blow everyone out of the water right now. See, I watched the Natal thing online, and afterwards I said, holy crap, what is Microsoft throwing their money into? Well, you see, I kind of had that same, at first I'm like, yeah, kind of the same view, like, all right, this is stupid, no one's really going to use it. But I think they have, at this point now, they have the backing of every major publisher, and it's kind of creating its own thing, (laughs) and I think it's going to be a really... I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a neat feature, just the way that it is, and I think come down the road in the future, it's going to find its path, I guess you could say. But it's just like, when Sony took out that magical wand thing, it was like, what is this? this, It's just silly. It's just... I I really think it was something that they hadn't prepared, that they they did what you did. They saw my Microsoft and said, oh, shit, and that they literally threw that presentation together overnight. See, but at the same thing, I don't think, like, technology is as well with it. It just seems to be lackluster and silly. It's like, Natal, the thing, it's voice activated. It's full body motion capturing, so it can capture anything that you're doing in front of it. And then it's got the, the scanning capabilities where you can hold up items in front of it, and it can scan it and things like that. Yeah, I, I love, That's, by the way, the fact that his fingers were in front of part of the board, and yet the computer had no trouble reading past the fingers. Well, maybe it interpolated it. No, I, I, I think it was just totally fake. All right. I know it was, but okay. <laughs> Needless there, to say. There was nothing real in that video. <laughs> Needless to say, moving on, it's, it technically is a lot more interesting and a lot more advanced than a silly magical wand that we put a very odd colored dot on to make it capture. And that's all technology is. I mean, what... Ooh, I can move it back and forth, but what am I supposed to do with it? At least with the Wii, it's like it feels like an extension and, and like what it's supposed to be. If I want to play tennis, I feel like, you know, I'm not holding this stupid little white thing. I'm actually holding like a tennis racket, I'm feeling, or golf or bowling or whatever. It it feels right. What am I supposed to do with this with this magical wand that I'm like, oh, what can I do? Cast spells or something with it? I mean, it just doesn't I don't see how it can become a part an extension of anything. Like I just don't see how it would feel like an extension well, of a game. There are actually, they, when they announced the new controllers coming out next spring, they actually announced what games um, that are going to be used with the motion controller. We have Ape Escape, Echo Chrome 2, Ascent, uh, Eccentric, Eccentric Slider, Sing and Draw, Champions of Time, Motion Party, The Shoot, and Tower. Wait a minute. Sing and Draw? Sing and Draw. These are not two activities I would consider putting together. 
puppets. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. La, 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 as I'm moving my hand around, drawing. La, 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 la. Again, it's stupid. And the list of games even shows you that it's stupid. I yeah, mean, they, it's, just, it's what's really sad, though, is I look at this list of games and all that I can think of and going, you know, some of those would work out pretty well on the Wii. <laughs> like, you think of some of the Wii games that have come out and... Would, could you see a game called Sing and Draw on the Wii? Yes. A game called Motion Party on the Wii? Wii Sing and Draw. The Shoot Tower? These sound all just like Wii games. The Grand- Shoot. The Shoot. With the sequel, The Ladder. But um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also certain games like Pain, Flower, Hustle Kings, High Velocity Bowling, iPet, and Little Big Planet will be modified to use the motion controller. While a director's cut of Resident Evil Five will also be released that supports the device. Yeah, but it's but what is it's gonna do? It's gonna be like one level on Resident Evil Five where it's like here you're gonna have a sword or something stupid. It just no, it'll be use this to aim. So you That's get a what a receptacle on the screen? Yeah, that cuts down on half the fun. <laughs> if you know exactly where you're aiming, it's there. There goes half the challenge of Resident Evil right there. Didn't they have a laser in on the gun at the demo we played? Uh, on on the handgun. Yeah. But that was it. Ah. The shotgun and some of the other guns, you wouldn't be able to see exactly where you're aiming, but if you're playing with this one, most likely you're going to have a receptacle on the screen. And, Mm. oh, look at that. I can be really precise with a shotgun. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to see. I'm interested in what the final product is going to look like. I don't think they've actually shown the finalized version yet. All I know is that I think it's going to be lackluster and just fall really, really hard on its face. Yeah, that's all right, because I think Natal's going to do the same thing, but we'll see what happens. You know what? I think, though, Natal, though, it's so far off still, and I think one of the things that this announcement that it's going to be coming, that the Sony controls in 2010, is just Sony trying to one-up Microsoft, and I'm hoping that they don't now rush Natal for this reason. Um, but I think, but I just, like I said, I think Natala just is more cool. It's like I could turn, I could come into my room and be like, you know, Xbox on. It's going to turn itself on. I could then, I don't have to pick up a controller. I can use my hands to move it around. So I think like things like that is where Natal is also going to exceed. And then just the games, it's another, you know, it's going to be like, all right, I can play these games in a certain way and stuff like that. I think it's just. Uh, it just seems more interesting and more technologically advanced than. I have a feeling that for the majority of games, you're still going to need the controller. Oh, and definitely. And if you still need the controller, then why not just? I mean, I really I don't want to walk into a room and have to say Xbox turn on to get it to turn on. Why not? That's so much cooler. I don't have to go find my controller. It's like freaking. Uh, what's There's a button like, on the box, but then it's like I'm in a Tom Cruise movie. I could just be like Xbox activate. <laughs> I I need to find the someone wrote up why uh, voice controlled computing is like the worst idea ever, and well, I I really agree with it. It's because it's slow. It's slow. The computer has to interpret what you're saying. Yes, you but don't. It's, it's nice if your hands are busy doing something else, but beyond that. But gaming that, is. Uh, that's what my hands are for. <laughs> my thought is, though, with the whole motion control thing, is you play video games to do things that you're not able to do in real life. If we suddenly add motion control to that, I'm 
only able to do things that I'm able to do in real life. Like, I don't have superhuman response times with my reflexes. I just have my average human reflexes. So it seems like we're taking... Taking some of the fun out of it. Yeah. Because I have to actually climb a ladder. Like, why why would I want to do that? (laughs) It's like, hold on, let me go get my ladder. (laughs) Set it up. (laughs) Shit, I can't get out of this hole. I need a ladder. Ma, get a ladder. Right. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's also it's making us get up and have a little <laughs> having well, a different experience of gaming. I don't know. It's starting to bridge the gap between gaming and LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> four damage, four damage, four damage. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Andy, tell me about Facebook. Facebook is getting sued. Again? Yes. Poor Zuckerberg. What what did he do now? Um, well, he wants to kill Obama. That was the last poll. <laughs> uh, the uh, Facebook is getting sued by a software maker called Hooglu Incorporated and because they infringed on a U.S. patent for methods of managing personal relationship data on the Internet. Wait. wait. Managing personal relationship data on the Internet. Yes. That was the patent that Hooglu is suing Facebook over. Person like I am single and looking for, or or like here's my data and here's your data and we swap it. I I have no idea. I've never heard of this company until now. Well, it's like any other patent. You know, these days a lot of these patent lawsuits are just getting retarded because it's like, yeah, I created this silly idea way back in the day. It's like, all right, I'm sure half a million people could say that they had an idea for managing personal relationship data. Right. I mean. Seriously, we got uh, it's <laughs> some way of someone making money. Basically, was what it is, and they their idea wasn't successful. Facebook's was, so they want their piece of the cake. So, this I th- doubt it'll go very far. If anything, yeah. it'll be settled for five dollars out of court. <laughs> That'll be it. Probably a little more than that, but yeah, it's the idea. I'm I'm just thinking they finally realized that Facebook is finally turning a profit. Well, they have a positive cash flow, so now they're able to sue them and actually get something. That was like the 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 reason why nobody really wanted to sue uh, YouTube for the longest time is because YouTube had they weren't making money. Yeah, they weren't making money. It's like go ahead and sue us. We're a free service. <laughs> and then as soon as Google picked them up, lawsuits started flying. Yep. All right, we're gonna have to see. These pets are just ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't this next one old news? No, it was just announced over at um, at uh, the Tokyo Game Show. Because certain games had had this is so the the article is saying that Xbox Live Arcade games can now go past the file cap, the the size cap. Well, there's I think it's well, two gigs is now the new limit. Yeah, because that the, is the, the way the system structure of Xbox Live is set up. Two gigs is an incredible amount of data. That's and you could put a full sixty dollar game on Xbox Live. Well, you have games on demand, but that's a whole different thing but uh, yeah. xbox live arcade originally was only 50 megabytes and then i think it was like castlevania or something broke the 50 megabyte yeah well penny arcade adventures broke it didn't they no i think castlevania broke it first and then it got bumped up to 150 megabytes afterwards that was the new cap and now this cap is literally we can't technically go any larger than two gigs See, but at the same time i i don't think that this is really highly enforced because the article also goes on to say that this restrictions a while ago since Shadow Complex clocked in at almost one gig in size, while yeah. the recently released CNC3 Commander's Challenge Pack was around two gigs. So I think that this is more 
Microsoft is formalizing that we don't really care anymore. Yeah, I think they're just saying, like, try and, to keep it to two gigs, please. Yeah, and part of that, I assume, is that when Live was, you know, first being set up, they just didn't have the infrastructure to handle that kind of transfer. I, I Well, that, and I also think the fact that, you know, recently the speeds, are, our broadband speeds have increased so I think that was also part of it because, you know, even though you got broadband, two gigs can take a crap ton of time if you got a really slow connection, you know, broadband connection. So um, I think that was also part of it as well, as well as, you know, the Xbox platform itself and the dashboard and the way that works has changed. Where I mean, there used to be a time where you had to actually sit and wait for things to download. You couldn't do anything. So now at least you can put it in the background um, and continue playing. So I think that's also part of it as well. Yeah. I. Well, that two gigabytes now means my 20 gigabyte Xbox 360 hard drive is going to be filled very quickly. Well, that's like I'm experiencing it now. Like I'm down to, I think, under a gig on my, you know, little 20 gig hard drive that came with my Xbox. So it's like, damn it. What now? (laughs) You have to pay the exorbitant prices to get the bigger one. Granted, because what is it? It's 160 gigs now is the the new big one. Uh, I believe so. But then like the. The bundles that are coming out are going to be 250s, so it's just, it's weird, and yeah, they need to fix the price on those. Because it's ridiculous, because you think, oh yeah, I could get a 500 gigabyte hard drive now for what, like 50 bucks, something like that? Oh, I, I don't even look at, at gigabytes anymore when I buy hard drives, I look at terabytes, it's like, alright. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my poor little computer. Well, that's what I was, I was looking through. I was cleaning out the basement. I found, you know, my old Macintosh with that blazing 128 megabytes of RAM. and mm-hmm. Or even, I should even go further back when it was big. I was so excited to get 64 megabytes of RAM. I'm trying to remember the oldest computer I had and how much RAM it had. I pretty if I th- I'm trying to think what was the hold on let me look it up I think it was like two meg of RAM and it was ridiculously high but I might be wrong uh, Wikipedia let's see how much of course it doesn't say CPU came in at a blazing 1.023 megahertz Ooh. oh wait it's 64 kilobytes but it could go up to one megabyte <laughs> of RAM that was my first personal computer wow. I wish I still had these things. I wish I never threw out my computers. <laughs> oh, my. Right, so the next topic was actually a pretty interesting look at uh, how games basically are, how games have become set at $60 for the game. Which, if you think about it, like, when, when did that first happen? It was like the first $60 game, wasn't that like Gears of War or something like that? Uh, no, actually, no, it was the 360 set that whole yeah. $60 price when that launched. Because prior Microsoft, to that, well, it was 50 if you Actually, if you go back far enough, they were 60 Really? Yeah, games used to be re- like really expensive, and then they dropped for a little bit. Actually, that is absolutely correct. I actually can remember, oh my god, because that was the other thing. I saw all my old gaming system, including my Sega Genesis. And I bought, and I'll always remember this, my pick, going with my father, I believe it was Circuit City, uh, to pick up Virtua Racing. And I'm pretty sure that was like an 80 or $90 game. Yeah, games used to be like even more expensive than they are, and then you have to adjust for inflation. Uh, so, but I do remember, I think it was around uh, the Nintendo 64 games, the prices started falling. And then the PlayStation came out, and they started falling even more. Yeah, I think PlayStation really pushed it down just because CDs 
were so it was cheap. Still, yeah, it was way cheaper. And then I think the PS2 pushed it back up a little bit. PS2 and was then, $50. Yeah, and then and the then, 360 and the PS3 said, screw that, we're charging 60 and now like, you could spend, what, $250 on the Beatles rock band? Oh, but you can't count that because that's a whole console by itself. Yeah, you can't, like, well, that's the whole thing. I think it's not, you can't look at that as so much, hey, look at this crazy price. I think you got to look at that as, hey, look at what these crazy developers are doing and publishers are doing by making these ridiculous bundles. I can't remember a game that in the near past that hasn't released with the standard version and this some sort of stupid collector's, collector's edition, edition or some sort of bundled yeah. thing that you get <laughs> like a whole bunch of crap for an extra $60. So it's like that just has turned into – and people buy it, which is, the, which is, which is why well, this happens. It's basic economics. It's supply and demand. There is enough demand that they can set the price point at $60. So the only way to beat the $60 price is to literally not play the game? Yeah, not buy the game or buy it or rent it. And then yeah. when well, they see that happening, then... Renting it really out. screws the company over because they don't make money off of it anymore. They, they made the original 60 bucks, and that was it. Yeah, but that original 60 bucks can give, you know, if six people play it, that's 300 bucks that they're missing. Yeah, and that's why actually, if you if there's been quite a few articles with game developers and they're trying to figure out some way to actually kill the used game business and rent and actually cut down on the rental business as well. Yeah. And uh, we're starting to see that now with movies, where the movie the movie uh, studios are no longer renting to or selling to people that sell games to places like Redbox, like things like Redbox. Yeah, the Warner and, had uh, sued Redbox because they didn't, or Redbox sued Warner because Warner didn't want to release their movies to Redbox the same time they were put on store shelves. They actually wanted to be, I think, held for a month before they got put yeah, on Redbox. Thirty-one days till yeah. till uh, who till they that? could actually rent it. It's still being it's still in still court. being discussed. Yeah, I, so I, it's just, I think that kills, though. I think that kills – that really hurts more than it helps, I think, in my book. I mean, I know from you know being in the industry that I work, you know work in, you know besides my fun in gaming, um, my real world working. Uh, if I create something and if I produce something, I want that to be able to get out there and have as much exposure as possible. So it's kind of like I don't want my stuff to be limited to where it can be released or viewed because you know what? If someone goes out and rents it, says it's great, there's a good chance that they're going to go out and buy it. There's a good chance that their friends will go out and buy it. They're going to talk about it. It's just going to create buzz and people are going to talk and doing things like that is just silly. And silence. Well, <laughs> sorry. It's, no, no, no it's, it's, that's I a agree rant. with it. I, I can't find any counterpoint to this situation. Where it's, it seems like they're following the music industry, basically shooting themselves in the foot. Right. Exactly. All right. That's the bet. Like I love the music industry. Let's go sue the people that buy our our stuff. Granted, right. they might steal it, but you know what? Make it good, and we won't steal it. That's the bottom line. If you don't put out crap, I mean, I can't. Rem- I remember a day go down to the to the. Uh, to the record store and look through the CD racks and find a CD that I could listen to the entire CD and enjoy it and be like, well, that was well worth my $15, $20. Nowadays, 
you're lucky if you get two good songs on a CD that you would be willing to listen to. It's like, stop putting out crap and we'll keep buying it. That's the bottom line. <laughs> I mean, look at movies these days. I mean, I know Rotten Tomatoes just released the top 100 movies of the decade of the worst. Did I say that right? The top worst 100 movies of the decade. And it's just like, it's unbelievable how much crap is put out. And it's just like, if you don't put out crap, people are going to steal it and you're going to make money. That's the bottom line. We've turned into this whole let's put out quantity and not quality type mentality. Things they, they want things right now, and they want lots of things right now, which is why Twitter yeah. seems to be so popular. See that segue? Eh? Uh, so, yeah, that was a good, good attempt, <laughs> but I think Twitter is totally it's a good segue, except you can't we, – we got to stop saying that it's a segue. <laughs> Once you say it's a segue, it is no longer a segue. <laughs> Uh, that's why you got to add something like moving on now. Twitter, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the actual $60, here, I'll help you. Getting back to the $60 games, I, I think $60 is still a little bit crazy, especially when it's like, all right, the media hasn't really changed that you're that you're working on. So you can't say that that's costing you more. There's more advertisements in games than ever before. So you're making basically a game, and that always pisses me off when I'm getting slammed and slapped in the face with advertisements in games because the game developers and publishers, they're making money off those advertisements, and then I just paid them money. Yeah. So what the hell did I just pay for? Well, so the same thing with uh, putting the commercials in movies. Oh my god. Or right? the beginning, like the beginning of movie theaters where you gotta sit through commercials for 20 minutes and then the movie actually starts. It's like, I just paid you $10 plus you just raped me on popcorn and soda, and now you're gonna make me watch commercials too that you're making money off Come on. Yeah. Um, I can go. That's why I don't go to the movie theaters. I wait for the movies to come out on Blu ray and I can watch it on my much nicer HDTV and surround sound system. And I don't have to listen to little kids talking on their phones because they're retarded. I mean, not to go to your booth, booth I like theaters. this guy. Can we keep him, Andy? <laughs> we can't keep him. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So moving on to Twitter. Twitter. Which those Twitter. kids at the movie theater might be doing on their cell phones. I do that sometimes, too, when I'm actually complaining about the ads before movies. I don't think I've ever Twittered from the, the theater. I, you know what? I don't think I've Twittered either from the movie theater. Maybe I, I've, I might have been like, look, I'm watching Transformers, or I don't think I've ever Twittered. I've last, Twittered immediately before and immediately after, but I've never Twittered like while I'm sitting there. Well, I, I watched the ads about Cartoon Network having real-life programming on it. Yeah, that's – what the hell? I was like, Cartoon Network, like, They used why? to have some, some live-action stuff, and then someone else said, hey, wait a minute, we're Cartoon Network. <laughs> and now they have live programming again. But anyway, supposedly Twitter just got a bunch of venture capital at $100 million. $100 million. Uh, no, of- they didn't get – they got uh, – million. They're just valued at a billion dollars. They're not actually – No, no, no. Actually- I know, they, I don't know they, they didn't get the billion dollars, but they got $100 million. Right, okay. And that $100 million puts the value of Twitter as a company at $1 billion. There, uh, there's no revenue with Twitter. How can you be worth a billion dollars and yet actually have no positive revenue? I don't know, and that's why I don't make that much money. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of revenue streams from Twitter. Well, they have ads on their websites now, on their website. So if you what go to Twitter, oh my god, what what is this? If you don't put it in the two T's, you go to some other weird site. Uh, yeah, if you actually, at least, unless I'm losing my mind here. Uh, uh, it's, no, it's just a Russian bride. It's work from home, work at home. It's just a, a squatter site. 
where have I seen it? No, I've seen like Google type ads occasionally pop up on mine, like on the sidebar. I'm yep. not seeing it now. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I see no ads yep. anywhere. I'm not seeing it now. But I think that was part of their plan was they're going to work some sort of advertisement in. But the other thing is they they saying that they're still collecting this money and still looking for VC funding because they're on a path and but they're they're not. <laughs> There's like no way to monetize that service. Well, it's ads, obviously. Unless it's going you, to be, you start going to get tweets of like, hey, you like this, so go check this out. It's going to be – that's what it's probably end up going to be. We're going to be getting tweets and stuff from them saying, hey, we see you but tweet you only, a lot about – you only get tweets from, from people you twi- like you follow. Well, right? That's what you get right now. They can just make it a part of the, the agreement that you're on Twitter, so therefore you agree to receive these tweets. That are advertisements. I mean, it's like my my phone. I get text messages from AT and T once in a while. I mean, granted, they're free. Telling me that you know, hey, you have an iPhone. We're finally moving into two thousand one. You can send a video now. Um, <laughs> congratulations, by the way. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. We finally upgraded our system. Thank you for paying us all this money. We're still going to give you crappy service. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, so who's to say that they can't insert into our feed Twitter ads? You know, hey, we see that you have a lot of porn stars that you're following. Go check out this porn. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I didn't I follow mean, them on purpose. Stupid Twitter spam. Uh, like, at the same see, time, I, I could see them doing like a pro service. You know, removing the 140 character limit. But the 140 uh, character limit's set up so you can SMS it. Except that sometimes, I mean, is SMS, what, 160? Yeah. Ah, so they have 20 characters for the username and yeah. 140 for everything else. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you literally, like, get rid of the 140 character limits, you get rid of the SMS things, which is how most people tweet or twit or whatever they call it. Tweet. Tweet. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, there's, though I think... Their website is still very – I wonder what the ranking is on their website. Um, I could see them if they added ads to the website that that could also be quite a good penny. I mean they are right. – they're ranked the 14th ranked site you know, in the world. So that means they got a lot of people. They go to their site. So I think just by adding ads just to like the profile page when you're going there to check your tweets – you're going to get they're going to get you know a couple of dollars from that. Well, what happens with the people who use things like TweetDeck and such? Well, that they obviously don't and that's where then they would use the, you know, insert automatic insert automatic ad, ad tweet here. Yeah, it's like, "Hey, you follow Brie Olson, so here's something about putting things up your ass." It's like you know, <laughs> I keep making all these porn references <laughs> just cuz oh. they're funny. How about uh, you're following Stephen Fry? How about getting Black Adder twenty percent off on Amazon? That could work. That could work. So yeah, Twitter. Are, are Somehow we worth up? a billion, but not making any money. Yeah, with no way to make money. Yeah. Oh well. All right. So what, what were what were some of the other big companies that people wanted to to buy to make money and didn't realize there was no way to make money on it? TV.com, broadcast.com. The dot com boom and bust. Yeah. The whitehouse.com. Oh, wait, they did make money on that. (laughs) Yeah, that was a porn site for a long time. It isn't anymore, though. It isn't? I think so. See, you just killed my segue there. I put up the whitehouse.com, which is the next article, Ed. (laughs) Shush. (laughs) Well, speaking of that segue. Whitehouse.com is a squatter site now. 
um, President Obama announced the appointment of the new copyright czar. Hmm. She's going to be because they they passed the, the the Protective Internet Intellectual Property Act last year, which says they now need to create a person to oversee the uh, enforcement of. Can they make a position for I, me? Because seriously, why do we need these people? Well, I don't know. It's somebody to oversee all the IP craziness that's going on. Well, like who's with, o- who oversees the copyright department? They should oversee it. The co- who owns the copyright department? Um, isn't it the U.S. Patent Office? Well, yeah, but who who runs the patent office? The United States Patent and Trademark Office. Okay, who runs you? I think, I think it was set up by the Congress. Uh, I've stumped them for today. Department um, of Commerce. Actually, it looks like the, the judicial. Now, uh, the United States Patent and Trademark Office is an agency of the Department of Commerce. Hmm. So it's the Secretary of Commerce who should be doing this. Yeah. Needless to say, my point was, why do we need more people? I mean, it's like... Because you have things like Warner and Redbox. Yeah. You're but getting crazier people, and crazier IP laws. But there should be people already in place to take care of this. Why do my tax dollars need to go somewhere? It's like, why, why is Kumar... <laughs> Getting my tax dollars for whatever SARS position he does. I mean, it's like, it's just, I don't understand. It's just, whatever. You say there's not much time left in this episode. We can go on for another hour and a half on why we're just screwed as a nation. And this really shows. Next time you're on. We'll do it next time. Do the political episode. You have the Star Spangled Banner playing behind me the entire time. <laughs> All right, John, uh, why did you lick a site anthem. that's down? Okay, because it's – wow, it's down again? Because yeah. it's like – I linked it because that's why. It's probably the biggest thing going and most popular piece of news gaming tidbit going right now. And I think the fact that the site has been crapped out for the past 24 hours is the reason why. Um but it should be back. I know it was back earlier today because I was on it. Um, I guess people hear us talking about it, even though they can't hear us live. So that's probably why it is. All your listeners are swarming the site and crashing it again. again. All our <laughs> listeners, all like sixty, maybe if we're really lucky. <laughs> it was a joke. You're supposed to be like, yeah, we have tons of them. They're probably crashing the site. Oh yes, as uh, every one of our listeners is, is uh, no. So anyway, it was uh, stars the old public is looking for testers. And that's how I say that I was on the site before because I was talking, I was discussing things on their forums about it. And someone got mad at me and say, it's not a beta test, it's a play test. And I said, well, what's the difference? We're playing the game. Why are you going into semantics and flaming me? But, um, yes. Yeah, so, a response? <laughs> no, because then the thread got closed because then they said we could move this thread to the other thread. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, is this the first time that I caused... Uh, threads being closed on StarWarsTheOldRepublic.com because I also did it when we went to E3 again and got to see the game actually being played. And I'm like, hey, I got to see the game. It's really sick. Here's you know what I saw. Here's everything. And everyone's like, you're lying. You're lying. And we're like, we're not lying. Here's pictures of our t-shirts to prove it that we got for seeing it. They're like, well, I could get that. No, you can't get the t-shirt. Then we're like, here's the button that they gave us for actually going through it and going through the demo and they're like oh (laughs) so um needless to say i don't apparently they didn't like that that it was posted on there and all these people are getting pissed at us that we got to see it um needless to say they're looking for testers so you can go and sign up unfortunately it's pc only i am a mac um which kind of annoys me 
I do have a PC for gaming, so I'm kind of safe on that. So I was able to run it. But uh, just go. You can sign up. It's free to sign up. They do a little PC scan. Of course, if you actually get selected, you sign your life away. Uh, With the they could come, Yeah, they could come and kill you and your dog if you say anything about it. Um, it's going to be a really cool game. I'm, I'm, I won't lie. I'm kind of a new MMO fan. My buddy got me into WoW recently, actually earlier this year. Run away! And I was like, yeah. So, um, so, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I tested Galaxy, Galaxies back in way back in the day when that came before that came out, and um, that was that really still crappy. Going on or no? uh, yeah, but again, I think it's dead for the most part. Like I said, it's a really, it was a really crappy experience. Um, always loved what Bioware did with the Star Wars games, like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. So, kind of looking forward to Old Republic, and really looking forward to getting into the beta test. Please, um, <laughs> dude, if you think any of them listen to to us here, you are almost certainly mistaken. <laughs> hey, you never know. Shouting out a please on our podcast probably not going to help. <laughs> like, why do you freak yourself out? You guys should think that you're the best thing around. We are the well, I don't know, pretty damn good, but. We've got I'm also better. realistic. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that. The website is down. It's been crashing on and off for, like I said, the past 24 hours since you're actually recording this. So it just shows you that the demand for this is freaking ridiculous. So um, go sign up before it closes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm exactly making it sound like I'm promoting it. Like it's my product. But, um, I, I yeah, did get to see fun. the uh, the demos at PAX, and it does look really, 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 really cool. Yeah, I think you know what it is. Is I think they're taking a good good direction with it. Like Galaxies was like, hey, it's going to be Star Wars, and it's Star Wars, and there's lots of Star Wars, but it's really annoying <laughs> how it plays and stuff like that, and. Everyone will probably hate it. And then it's like World of Warcraft has just been a juggernaut. And, you know, I don't think I would ever play anything else other than World of Warcraft. I've tried other MMOs and it's just like, screw this. Like, it's just retarded and annoying. And then I got into WoW and I'm like, fuck, WoW is really addicting and it's really solid all the way through. Just, it just works, you know? It's just one of those games that works. And I think uh, from listening to the developers talk through our demo at E3 is that they're taking what WoW did and then enhancing it and making it Star Wars. So I think they're looking at you know what WoW has done been done bad and they're going to work with. Plus, it's making it more appealing to the average gamer. Like WoW, one of the things I waited for forever to get into is because I wasn't really into those type. I'm not really into the MMO games really i want to just go blow shit up and not have to deal with annoying people that are like you're a noob and blah you know all the time when i play so i never really got into it but i think it's going to be really appealing to just the general fan because of the way that bioware does its games and it's going to be like knights of the old republic where you can play solely the game and still have a fun time with it Mm -hmm. so plus it's just the story the way that they're taking like it's story based is really big because I mean, wow! How many times do you actually sit and like read all the crap that's on your screen? I don't even at this point in the game know what the hell's going on. Yeah, you're you're not preaching to a choir on that one. So. I love the lore. <laughs> See, I don't care about it. I just want to go and like kill things with my magical powers, and and as my friend makes fun of me, make things. <laughs> I enjoy. I called him one day. I'm like, dude, I was fishing for three hours, and this is what I got. He's like, that's gay. <laughs> I'm like, but it was fun. 
So it's like what, things. What like, uh, 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 professions are you? Uh, well, I got like I said, super addicted. So I created, I think, characters with every single profession. <laughs> <laughs> um, just also, I got onto this whole like, oh shit, I got this awesome add-on, so I can sell stuff and make gold. And he's like, yeah, dude, I have like five billion gold. I'm like, well, you're yeah. a new, you're gay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> All right. So Needless to say. Well, speaking of a fantasy realm. The random topic. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to segue into a random topic, but we all know the random hot topic ahead of time. Uh, Number one finally showed up. This topic has actually been on here since before 4th edition actually came out. That's like a year and a half. Yeah. But we finally got it on episode 121. Jeez, oh, Pete's. The best 4th edition D&D character, or sorry, class. Best 4th edition class. Yes. I'm having a lot of fun with my sorcerer right now. Well, I've I've been looking at them, and most of them, honestly, just, they just seem sort of the same. They all because everybody's got the at will powers now, and the daily powers, and the encounter powers, and it seems like no. But there's there's still a great variety between uh, the different powers and what you can do with them. They all seem the same to me. I know they may all seem the same, Andy, but that's because you haven't gotten to sit down and play with most of them. That is true because I don't really have anybody to play with over here. Right. But, we should really just start a uh, uh, an online game at some point. Right. Just so you can experience it. It's good. I don't know. Clerics are pretty beastly. Because clerics, you can build them to deal a lot of damage and still heal your party. Oh, but I thought the clerics were crazy last time. In 3rd edition? Mm-hmm. Uh, ish? I don't remember clerics. But clerics, you had to usually hang back and, and heal your party. You didn't get to go, like, run into things and, and beat the crap out of them. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to, I think that this is an unfair question because I'm the only one here who plays 4th edition. <laughs> well, it's the topic on there. It's What's what's the ranger like? I have a, I, for some reason, have an I'm, odd I'm thing with being, the ranger. I'm, I'm being told from off camera, as it were, off microphone, that artificer... Which is true. Artificers are, are very beastly as well. Artificers get to heal you without using your healing surges. Oh. They're the only class that can do that. Oh, what's the ranger like and the assassin and the um, rogue? Well, ranger and rogue and I think assassin are all strikers. So you deal a lot of damage. Assassin's pretty sweet because they have some new abilities that no other class has anything like them. Well, that's not true. Assassins have a new power source, but it's really, it boils down to the same mechanics. So I know trying to find out D&D classes on the internet, for some reason, I can't do it. Oh, God, there's... Oh, wait, character class index. Here we go. Holy... I could just load up character builder. Jeez, oh, Pete. Sword Mage has ungodly defenses, and poor John is sitting here bored out of his mind. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, like I said, I play WoW, and even at that, I'm still a newbie because I find fishing fun. <laughs> hey, fishing's great. Fishing was fun. At least it's not as bad as in Final Fantasy XI, where you, you like, had to fish. Uh, I, I don't know what the best class is. I think I'm having a lot of fun with my sorcerer. The class I want to play next is probably cleric. Speaking of D&D, Andy. I know. I need to email you. Yeah, we've been sitting here waiting for the orc to attack for like a month now. I know. I need to email. It's on my board. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Sorry, I've been doing other things instead. 
All right. So, John, yeah, we've hit the random topic. We hit all the other topics. Yeah. John, John, you want to pimp your stuff one more time? Uh, and I will yes. disconnect you. XBAPodcast.com. Uh, check us out. Uh, like I said before, we're uh, going to be expanding our horizons and whatnot. You can still go to XBAPodcast.com. And when the new horizons do expand, uh, you'll be seamlessly forwarded to them. Also, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash XBAcast. Uh, you can follow myself as well, twitter.com slash Magaman, and look at all my ridiculous tweets that I occasionally post. And my, let's see, let's look up one of my retarded tweets. They're quite comical sometimes. It can be anywhere from Five Guys Burgers and Fries fucked up our order tonight. <laughs> We're really pissed to um, I'm trying to find a classic one. Anyway, just uh, yeah, check us out. XBAPodcast.com, I guess it's a big thing. So uh, we got plenty of stuff up there. Tons of uh, game reviews if you're an Xbox gamer. Uh, That's about it, I guess. For me, (laughs) thank you for having us on. I feel like we should end with Yeah. Uh, right, it's you know been fun having you, John. I haven't gotten down the whole plugging thing yet, so uh, still working on that. You must work harder. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>